Welcome to NFL MAO. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. Uh, Aiden, did you watch a uh, little Eagles Browns action last night? You know, Luke, I did. Did you see uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson throw two blocks on one play? <laughs> yeah, they're one like, that's clean. That's clean. And then at the end of the clip, he fucking just destroys somebody blindside. It was blindside. not clean. And they're like, oh, that's not clean. <laughs> two things I want to say. For, like, I do want to go hard knocks early in the episode but since you brought up last night's game luke and i before the episode kind of mentioned that last night's game a little bit boring um it yeah. did suck to see two eagles players get carted off um, yeah fuck i believe that. it was moro ajomo and a wide receiver whose name is not coming to mind uh and i apologize for that but i think they're both doing okay um i had a <laughs> this is so fucked up but i had a sketch idea uh, um where it's it. like there's so many football ideas I get, and it's like, wh- what sport could, like, it, like, very few sports normally does an announcer just offhand in the middle of a conversation be like, all right, and reports are coming in that uh, he is experiencing feeling in all four of his extremities. And then the other one would be like, wow, great. Yeah, well, and then they just go right back to it. It's like, that's yeah. such an extreme statement. Oh, yeah. Like he is feeling it in it on a routine play. Like <laughs> there now there's that's fucked up, but there's humor there. Um, so that's all to say. Game was not super exciting. Some of these games haven't been, and that's preseason in a nutshell. But what we do get to see is we get to see a lot of these rookies, <clears throat> their first action on the field. We've seen some good and some bad. And we're gonna break down some of these preseason games and joint practices at large. Um, writ large, but what I do want to talk about first is hard knocks because seeing Aaron on another team adopting this new persona is just baffling to me. And I know Luke and the general public have been eating it up. I do have some things I do want to point out. Um, do you want to talk about the good in the episode or do you want, do you want me to break down the episode? How do you want to go about it? Go for it. It seems like you've got, you've got a lot to say locked and loaded and I'm happy to react. So first off, we see a great relationship building between him and Zach Wilson. And I said on the last episode, I think best case scenario is is Zach sits two years and then slides right in after learning. And that's even what is being said. That's the plan. I think that's genius. Um, You're seeing a little bit of Zach's uh, personality. We're having fun today. Yeah, (laughs) he's kind of funny. He's kind of, he's a little weird. Um, he seems a little like he's he was kind of sheltered, and, you know? Yeah, well, he's from, he's from Utah, dude. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a BYU he's boy. BYU. Um, and he was eating an Uncrustable. <laughs> Uncrustables are dank. Which I think is cool. I would totally snag an Uncrustable. Can I tell you something funny? Yeah. Uh, the first time I've ever meal prepped in my entire life this week, I had a loaf of bread in the fridge. And I, cause to keep it good, it's hot out here right now, obviously LA. Uh, and I've continually will buy a loaf of bread cause I want like one sandwich and then I forget I have bread and then I, it, I you know do what that I mean? too. So yesterday and then it grows or, mold. Yes. And so two days ago while I was making dinner and had time, I was like meal prep and I pulled out the loaf of bread and then I counted how many I could do. And I'm like eight, eight. All right. And so I <laughs> peanut buttered eight pieces. And then I fucking strawberry smuckered so eight pieces, and then I put it in this big strawberry. Tupper. Yeah, and I normally don't do that, but it was what we I'm had. A grape, and uh, I like grape or even a boysenberry action or blackberry. But anyways, real jam connoisseur. I don't know if you knew that about me. Um, but 
I, I so now I have this big Tupperware container of like <laughs> ready-made PB and J's. It's so fucking funny. amazing. I hate like I hate making food. Like I work from home, as you know, and I hate making food. And like so, like I just grab handfuls of dry cereal and shit all the time and stuff. So Whoa. like I'm trying to so, like I don't know, man. Meal prep it. Everybody do it. Make yourself eight PB and J's. That is so funny. It's like the meme of meal prepping, and it's like a Capri Sun and a slice of pizza. It's legit. Um, <laughs> it's legit. Funny thing, audience, I actually have just got a job, which is a remote work from home opportunity, which is what I was seeking. And part of the draw for that was I do love cooking and extensively prepping food, and I love the fact that I'm going to be able to potentially bounce between the kitchen and this fall. Oh, it's very while exciting. I'm, while yeah, I'm slow exciting. cooking some soups and stews because i'm a soup head you're the jam head i sit Um, here and i'm like all i can all i can give myself is like coffee and handfuls of cereal i'm like that's all you get yesterday i educated t and luke about what a ramekin is which is basically a little sauce dish um i said it's perfect for dipping sauces and you can get the same color as your plate because i buy fiesta ware which is an old lady uh, type of uh, company. All of they have a bunch of different colors. It's American made though, out of West Virginia, and I got all Fiesta Ware plates, bowls, and ramekins. And guess what? It's perfect for my nugget pile. So you guys can shove it. All right, let's get back to hard knocks. <laughs> yes, we should. So Zach Wilson see- likes PB and J, just like me. Yeah, we're seeing like these great relationships developing with Aaron and his teammates. Uh, in this episode, we saw a little bit more of Quinn and Williams, who I think is just so funny. He's the best. And ever dude. ever since he sneezed and apologized, and then like blessed himself. Yeah. And like Bless when you. he was thank interviewing you. for, like, I had to, I got to yeah. tell Taylor. I had the joy of explaining that that joke to somebody for the first time. My wife was watching Hard Knocks, and I was so like, funny. Taylor's like, who's this? I'm like, oh, this guy's a fucking baller. He's been viral since before the draft. You want to know why? And like, I got to explain the whole bit and stuff, dude. It's so funny. He's Bless like him. jovial. Like, there's nothing that I can dislike about the guy. He's got He's- a, a huge, great smile. He's obscenely He's talented. A badass. For how athletic he is, he doesn't like look super svelte he still looks a little bit like round so it's lovable you know what i'm saying like well, he's a big some, he's like a classic he's still, big d tackle he's still like, big like yeah. so he doesn't look too freaky but he still performs freaky um and then like you love seeing him in these joint practices against the panthers 10 sacks 10 sacks and then he's like aaron just holds up the 11 i'm him like i fucking love it that was so, me. That was me in, in in Canton football practice junior year, dude. I was I was what? I was Quinn and Williams to Quentin Pirtle's fucking <laughs> Bryce Young. One of the funniest quotes that was an offhand quote. Aaron was practicing snaps with the center, and he like it hits his finger, and he looks all pissed off. And this was the start in my head of the real Rogers. You saw it in his eye, dude. You saw it yes. in his eye. You no, watched his yes. like, twitch. Yeah, oh, I did too. I can't help but approach things from a psychological viewpoint. And I saw the real Rogers in that moment, and we'll get to the rest later, but I, I did think he had a funny quote. He deadpan looks at this, and he goes, I get in there a lot, a lot deeper than some of these other guys. Deeper than some so other guys. I get in there deeper. And then he just like gave him a look. Uh, so later on <clears throat> in practice the same practice that Quinn and Williams was wrecking the Jets offensive line gave up pressures at a staggering rate. The Jets offensive line might be the only questionable group on their entire team. And you saw Aaron Rodgers flare up and he was like, he was saying this is fucking pathetic and stuff like that. So here's my take. 
and this is this is across the whole scheme of things. I think Hackett is not a good coach, proven by what he did in Denver. I think Aaron Rodgers likes Hackett because Aaron Rodgers coaches Hackett. I think Aaron Rodgers is the way that he is right now, and everyone loves him because they are idolizing him, and they're calling him a Hall of Fame quarterback, and they're playing his play-action fakes as a quiz game and making him out to be a god amongst it's a men. Lot. It's a and lot. And when the offensive line broke down on a couple plays, you saw the real Aaron on the sideline. You saw the Aaron that will be little people to their face, will be little people publicly in the public forum. You saw what he really is. Wait until it happens in the games and see how the narrative goes. How do you feel Watch. when... Watch how do you what feel happens. When, how do you feel when... <clears throat> when uh, Aaron I'm gonna run. get to that, but well, oh, I'm sorry. Just, go ahead. I just feel like if I'm if I'm on that team, and I'm watching this guy come in and 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 be you know treated like he is, he is Aaron, he is a Hall of Famer, all these things. But if I'm on the O line and dude goes and runs to daddy, and then I get reamed out in high def HBO cameras, <clears throat> getting called out of how pathetic I am in front of everybody. That's like, what I was gonna get to. Yep. It's like, it's just, and you can go go for it, but it's just like. It's not, I don't consider that a super good look. And I understand why, like, you go ahead. No, no, you're doing great. I'm sorry. So, like, Robert Sala rings out the offensive line, like, like giving me an Aiden PTSD of, like, our coach telling us what pieces of shit we were (laughs) in high school. Like, straight up, like, word for word PTSD. In front of the whole team in a team team, meeting, like, in a, in a conference room. Yeah, in a big, in a big conference room. Um, uh, on hard knocks and uh, just reaming them out, and it's okay, and that's normal. And but it's like it, it smells like content when you decide to do it in front of the uh, HBO cameras. Um, I understand. I also understand what you're doing there. You're trying to light a fire, fire under your guys. That's, you know, Sava's a defensive-minded guy, and they're hardcore. That's a hardcore move, and I kind of respect it. Except for it reads like Aaron got mad. And mm-hmm. so, and, and, and Saul's like, who, who, who hurt you? Who hurt you? And then mm-hmm. went and said, oh, don't you ever do that again? Don't you ever do that again? And it's like, it reads a little, it reads a little worrisome, uh, especially because we're pretty early in it. And it's just, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I'm sorry, but it, it's like, the, and these sacks aren't like real sacks. Like it's practice, man. It's not always going to be this way. And I I know that you're worried about the offensive line, but then publicly he's like, I'm not worried at all about my offensive line. Is like what Aaron's saying and stuff. I'm like, that's obviously not true. Um, Dude, you're trying to get your best friend traded here. Let's talk about that, Luke. You, which one? <laughs> but yeah, David Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari I know. Tag on my ass. He like he yeah. It was a weird. Did you grab it, my ass. <laughs> better not, sir. From where I'm sitting. 3,000 miles away from you, it is physically impossible for me to grab your ass. <laughs> my no, dad loved that, that one. Away. My dad loved that bit. You I know. I used, it, I used it all the time on That's him. Good fun. That's good. I fun. would walk through the living room and just turn to the right and be like, and I would just pause longer than I should, and he would just stare at me, and I'd be like, did you grab my ass? <laughs> <laughs> you grabbed my ass? Um, God, that's yeah, a good Yeah, well. Before, actually, before we, we pivot away, I do really want to yeah, highlight keep going, keep that, going. that, 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 screed from Sala because there are ways to critique a position group in my opinion I do not think it was exceptional practice to do it in front of the whole team and not just call out their manhood and their effort 
and call them essentially weak. But uh, but not only that, but surgically break down how they lost them the season last year. And absolve and, himself of it. Like, as exactly. if he wasn't, you know what I mean? As if he That's wasn't part of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a way to go about it. But he's like, what we are is a 7-9 and nine team. And we prove... Or, eight nine or whatever like last year and that's because it's like he's trying to like show up it looks like he's trying to show up for aaron you saw me in san francisco my defense was great you saw me here my defense was great he's like hey motherfucker well maybe i shouldn't cuss that bad apologies for my french but you guys invested first round picks all over your defensive line of course it's good i know that you invested in elijah vera tucker and I know you invested in Mackay Becton, who has been a bust due to injuries. But, like, you have a different level of investment in your defensive line than you do in your offensive line A. And on top of that, are they bringing in any big-time free agents and stuff? Like, I, I don't no, know, man. Like, it, look across the league, man. Did you see what happened in every preseason game and in every joint practice? The offensive line got bludgeoned. The mm-hmm. offensive line quality for backups is so far less than the quality for defenders and pass rushers. That's just the case. You mm-hmm. know why? Because it takes an exceptional level of fortitude and a certain kind of person to want to be an offensive lineman in the first place. Mm-hmm. And the guys that are super duper athletic often aren't wanting to eat 7,000 calories a day to be 300 pounds to get run into on every play. It's difficult to be an offensive lineman in the NFL. To go at them like that isn't going to help you. You're not going to unlock some hot fire out of them by questioning them in that way. What you did was you embarrassed them. You and embarrassed you better them. Yeah. hope that Aaron doesn't show his true colors in the first six weeks. You know why, Luke? Because in the first six weeks, or sorry, first seven weeks, first six games, they have an early bye. They have a murderer's row of pass rushing teams oh, yeah. that they play. Dude, murderer's they're, row. They're week one against the Bills, aren't they? Yeah, like, dude, I don't know, but they have yes, all they the are. best pass rushing teams they play, including the Eagles. Like, they're going to get a lot of pressure on Aaron and watch well, what and happens. And they can I'm telling gather, you right now. gather every skill player Aaron wants. They got they got Lazard or whatever. They just brought in Dalvin Cook. Uh, Aaron How freed Lazard? Up all this money that he How never Lazard? freed up for other people, whatever. Um, How Lazard? How Lazard. And Sorry. then, and it's all right. And then now he's doing the IG posts with, like, Love my 17s, and he tags Devontae Adams. He tags his new boy, Garrett Wilson. But then, like, over his literal ass cheeks, tags David Bakhtiari, which In I black think, text, so you can't see it very well. Right. And, like, I'm, like, more marveling, more than anything. And, look, I'm actually pro Rodgers this year. I'm so back. But I'm, uh, I'm more <laughs> marveling. I'm more marveling that we have Adam Schefter and real pundits covering news about Aaron Rodgers tweet over somebody's ass that is how much media sway this guy has like he has the media by the balls and has had it for years ever since he like even since he like before he ruined those kids draft even before that like he's had the media by the ball sack and you're right man like this Jets thing could go south real quick if Aaron's getting sacked all the time he gets rid of the ball really quick but yeah I don't know man Aaron is incredible. The skill players on that offense are incredible. And that defense scares the shit out of me. Will McDonald is lights out. Like, I oh, think we might have so been sleeping cool on him. He's so because, cool. I loved him being featured. He yep. was, I'm like, I love this guy. He's a big badass. Like, yep. I was telling a big D, badass. 
I was telling D, I'm like, they, they often in hard knocks will, will um, do like a capture of a rookie in their off time. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this guy's just like breaks the norm. He's just kind of his own guy. And I love that about him. He's he not super <clears throat> uh, like he doesn't speak too much, but he went and got a bunch of piercings. He, he rides his own wave. I like him um, coming out of Iowa state. The, the big um, beef on him was that he was kind of light. But what I've seen is pow- speed to power and an incredible spin move. My kind and of DN, dude. I, I don't know old, if you know. Lanky. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but in the in the combine, he actually had like a, he was super sick and he lost like eight or nine pounds, and he still did the whole combine even while he was like drenched in sweat, sick. Yeah, I love this guy. Like I'm, I love an Iowa State boy. I love a Midwesterner, so that's sweet. He seemed cool, and um, yeah, it's like every year I feel like they get. They they highlight these people that everybody is like, oh, I'm getting them on Madden. So like, uh, that's that's definitely what I want to do. Well, um, do you want to give me a Madden review since you uh, are a I'm pre-order gonna do, boy? I'm gonna do Madden at the end of the podcast, <clears throat> but <clears throat> I think a perfect transition. Speaking of Iowa State, let's talk about quarterbacks for the San Francisco 49ers because I have been teasing in this Brock Purdy, but I've been teasing talking about this Trey Lance situation for weeks <laughs> and it's finally got to the point where yeah, the the larger Nancy. the larger media is ripping this kid to shreds so first off Trey Lance played in the preseason game he started it he looked so bad dude he looked so bad this is his third year in the system a Shanahan system like absolutely loaded with players with one of the better offensive lines in the league. And if you just can't get through your progressions at this point in your third year with continuity, I'm not sure if he's got it. Um, he was continuity. Continuity. What do you mean? Dude, like with he's the, had the same? Yes. Yeah. But he hasn't, he himself hasn't had continuity. He's been on the field like three times. He's, he's like, I think I heard he's thrown 47 passes since high school or 74 Luke, or something. Justin Fields, had Matt Nagy and then a different head and then a different, a whole different scheme is what I'm saying. These are practice games. I'm saying he's not Justin operating. Fields has been healthy and playing the whole time, but you His still practice. He doesn't even know the offense. Like he's okay. not running. I'm just saying, I think that's a rough one-to-one, but I, I hear. Okay. You. All right. I'm just, okay. Well, they came out the same year. All I'm you're right. He hasn't had the opportunity to play. That's a good comment. He's thrown. So he's thrown like less passes as in his entire football career than some do in one season. Sure. If you sure. count high school, college NFL. So that is a good argument. All I'm saying is he has been in the same offense since he's been in the league. That's true. And when he goes out there and he has guys coming open in his progression and he's staring at them and he doesn't throw it. And then, cause I watched a quarterback breakdown from JT O'Sullivan, former quarterback. I think he was on the Vikings. Uh, yeah. it was JT O'Sullivan. Yeah. He I does, think he was he like does, our third stringer at one point. Yeah. He does quarterback breakdown. So I saw That's one dope. play. It was a crossing route. It, it was open twice and he doesn't throw it. And I think he got sacked. Like he got sacked a bunch. He threw a touchdown. That was a, one of the weirdest touchdowns I've ever seen where former bear Duke Shelley tips it and then like slaps it three yards forward to a tight end. Who's on his back, who caught it for a touchdown. He threw another pass. That was such an interception that the guy just dropped. He played so bad. It was like comical at times. And I truly do feel for the kid um, reports coming out that Shanahan put his foot down and was like, Trey Lance is the guy. That's the guy we want. And John Lynch wanted Justin Fields. Here's the thing, dude. 
if Justin Fields was on the 49ers, oh god, <laughs> what happens, Luke? You know incredible. what I mean? Like, yeah, what happens? Um, It'd be incredible. A lot of people have said, and I think even some Eagles like pundits have said, when the Bears played the Eagles last year, Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts are very comparable players. If you swap the two, people are arguing it there would have been beefier than Fields, though. A little bit thicker. He's stronger, but they're both. Um, arguably dual threat running quarterbacks mm-hmm. that have certain characteristics to their game. Uh, Hertz certainly is stronger. Hertz is like a faster. movie star. He's cool. Oh, he's, he's hot. He's like, so he just got like this cool ass goatee. Nobody can yeah, pull off a goatee and he does. But a lot of people pundits were saying they told since they're co- comparable. And since both of them ran a couple plays that were similar in the game where they rolled out and scrambled when Jalen did it, he got like eight yards. When Justin did the exact same thing, he gets like 20. So a lot of people and Justin, we know he can throw from college. Um, despite what people think people were saying, if you swap the two, not only would there probably not be a loss in performance, you could argue he might elevate. And that's over Jalen. So now if you're going to extrapolate and compare Justin and Trey, both dual threat types, both similar body compositions, um, you could argue that Justin Fields would have took them to the Super Bowl. But I do want to highlight this trade up for Justin Fields, or trade up for Trey Lance rather, three first round picks to then have him sitting on the bench and you're not even going to try like how do you invest that much and not put him in and give him a shot like here's the thing dude purdy is not that good he's not that that. good we don't know that he he was seven and one last year and went to the nfc championship we don't know that right um trey lance on any other team is going to look like trey lance did I do think if you put Purdy on most other teams, he's not gonna he's gonna look like a third stringer. Like I truly, I won't know that till this year. I won't know that till this year. I think that the West, the West Coast zone running scheme elevates quarterback play uh, if they can run it, and I think sure. that that team has shown that a lot of like lesser quarterbacks can do great things in it and take them very far in the playoffs, a la Garoppolo and stuff like that. If Trey Lance can't succeed in that scheme, I'm not sure if he can succeed in the league. And it's his right. third year, and it to me looks like he cannot run that offense. I get that. My big beef is you never even gave him a shot. But a caveat to that is he might just be that bad. So either way, it looks terrible on the organization to no give him that much com- compensation yeah. And then do what with it? You bungled it. You bungled it. You drafted a Mr. Irrelevant who played above schedule. And now you're saying that he would have to like melt into a pool well, of and liquid Jimmy G was playing metal. better than expected too. Like, like dude, they were I, like, well, shit, we better just win then. And I think they kept thinking, well, this guy is a pr- like, you know, we'll develop and he'll be our, he'll be our starter. And they didn't expect Purdy. So they also now, didn't expect him. To, they also, to be fair, didn't expect him to get hurt week three last year, man. So like, it wasn't supposed. It was supposed to be Lance's team all year week last two. year. Week two, week two. So I mean, it's a very hard thing. Like, and yes, with, without that injury, maybe we see what happens, and they look smart, or they continually look, continue to look stupid. But yeah, no matter what, it's a it's a rough trade, and it's a big dice to roll. Um, they're in an organization where nobody's going to lose their job over rolling that dice. Thankfully, because they're still like very talented succeeding. and winning. Yeah, so it's like good job guys. You're uh, if if you have the power to roll the dice and you lose, whatever. But I still think Sorry, I'm so out of breath today. I don't think um I I think Lance is still worth 
kicking the tires on and i've been saying Why? since the rumors first flourished like i'd love to to have lance come hang out behind Kirk cousins for a year and see what he can do in minnesota i think that that would be fantastic to see what the potential was, what what they saw. If you, if if a, if a team that is that successful, that has been so talented, that I respect their opinion of Shanahan and Lynch this much to go and make that move, you know what I mean? I want. They saw something. They saw something, and it's not like the Bears saw something in Mitch Trubisky. Like you know what I mean? Like it could be that, but like. It, the, what what is that move to make you want to do that? And it's not just the arms race of it all. Like you know what I mean? Because they still had some. They still had Garoppolo. Well, so they I'll must have thought they this guy had it. I and got I want to but... see that. Just one sec, because and I want to see that. And I think that Quasi is already making a point to go and nab these former first rounders and see what he can do with them. A la Nikhil Harry, um, who it's McCardell is your wide receiver coach. Keenan McCardell and then yeah. and Nikhil Harry, but then who to be uh, Rager? Like who's Jill having Rager, a good yeah. preseason? Like he's already doing that. Like it's fine. You're right. Um, and and also Ryan Poles doing that too. So which I think is smart. Here's the thing: as the draft analyst of the podcast, I will tell you what they saw in him and what I saw in Trey Lance. When you're drafting a guy like that who has played very few snaps, who had very few passes because they run predominantly out of North Dakota State, you were drafting him on sh- on sheer upside projection. So True. Trey Lance was an incredible runner of the ball in college. He had some incredible runs where he was bowling people over and getting touchdowns, and he threw the deep ball, in my opinion, better than anybody in the in, out of those five. I think maybe even over Trevor Lawrence, and I thought Justin had an incredible deep ball coming out of college. I think Trey Lance had a better deep ball. Maybe that was just because his wide receiver was Christian Watson, who uh, is now on the Packers, and he's a great mm-hmm. deep threat. He is but, good. Like, so I see what they saw, but here's the thing. As an NFL front office, when a guy's thrown that few passes, has shown that he's got a strong arm and great legs, great athleticism, and he was very, very young, you're thinking we can take this ball of clay, mold him in our system, and more passes are going to show that he is growing into what we think he is but the conversely to that when you have a guy in that position more passes can also expose them as being fraudulently not that good and I think that is what we are seeing the more he's passing the worse he looks so I get it what could you get him for because if you get him for a mid-round pick, it's awesome for Quessy. Sure, I'm not going to get mad at that. That's awesome. That's a good idea. But if they want a lot of compensation for him, it's terrible because he's proven to be arguably very bad in the playing time that he's shown. And not even like Justin, when Justin was having a hard time, Justin was still making plays. Like, Trey can't make plays with one of the best teams around him. Like, he can't I, I do think it. I it, Dude. I'm telling you, we haven't barely seen Trey Lance as a 49er. Like, uh, we, it's it's preseason games, and he looked awful. He looked awful. He looked Dude, absolutely last terrible last week. the preseason game but last pre-season. year, Justin had three touchdowns in, like, 170 yards and went, like, 16 for 18. With, I, I, like, Dante Pettis and, like, a Quinemaeus St. Brown. Like I'm not I'm not willing you're, to you're, throw in the tally You're an apologist for him because you I'm, want him. I get it. 
I'm. I mean, I guess I'm an apologist. I. I. I think I need to see more tape. I. I don't have enough tape. He played a game and was okay. He got hurt the next week. He was in the strip club. Like you know what I mean? Like, like sim, Luke's like send me the all twenty two. I'll. I'll break it down. Let me Daddy see me the silent tape. I want to watch the silent tape. I'll watch game. the silent tape of like the three games Lance has played in the NFL and tell you what I think. <laughs> like, and I no, think I got preseason's you. a, a, a good tough. Point. I think preseason is a tough thing. Like you see some good stuff, you see some horrible stuff because players are also trying out some shit. I mean, if he's he if he's clueless, he's clueless, and I'll and I'll be wrong. But I I feel like I have to see more. And to be clear, I'm I'm comparing Justin Fields with Trey Lance so it's heavily. Tough. Because I mean, Justin were... Fields has had keys to the kingdom and and been really and he's overperformed. Well, there was there's the narrative that came out since Trey Lance underperformed in that preseason game that Justin was the guy that uh, Lynch wanted, and Shanahan said we said, told no, Cousins I want we were Lance. getting Fields. You know what I mean? Like who didn't want him? People, I'm I'm telling you right now, Luke. Justin Fields, if he doesn't get hurt this year, is gonna blow up. He's gonna I, fucking I, explode. I All don't right. think you're in the minority on that opinion. Let's talk other stuff like joint practices and preseason games. Joint practices are so fun because you're not getting out of them without a fight. Salo wakes up every day praying for a fight. Salo ran to the man. fight. He's he a wanted man. it. Um, the Bears and the Colts have been practicing the last two days. I think their last practice is tonight. They've been doing night practices, which is it's good for the heat, but it's a little weird for like monitoring it during the day. You know, uh, are, but, are they night practices for fans, or it's specifically because of heat? Because I know the Vikings do night practice with like, like sometimes. I, I thought I heard it was because of weather, but it might be for the fans. Well, I'm just curious. I'm sure it's hot as fuck in Illinois. I mean, you tell me. It's an indie, but it's like pretty cool. They're they're the uh, Bears are drink. an indie. Yeah, it's a joint practice. Copy. Sorry, sorry. Sports. I'm spacing. I was texting. No, you're my good. Wife. Um, so that's been fun. I'll talk like at large about the the joint practice. So. A little bit of rookie struggles for Richardson. I know he's had a bit of a difficult time against our defense when he's not running it, but he has shown he's got some significant skills running it. Our offense has been carving them to smithereens. The only I've heard that in 11 and 11s, we've been a little bit sketchy, which is all that matters. But everything else in one-on-ones, in seven-on-sevens, I've heard in seven-on-sevens, I don't think Justin Fields incompleted a pass yet in seven on sevens. So as long as the offense and that's showing he can pass like um, DJ Moore, when he, when he was traded over, I was, I still had this little thing in my brain that said, is he a true number one? Not even a question. I have watched Mm -hmm. him. He is cooking people in ways that only number one receivers do. He is automatic. He is elevating our offense in the preseason game before these, these joint practices, Against the Tennessee Titans, Justin Fields had three passes, one of which was a kind of poorly thrown screen to to DJ Moore, and he took it 65 yards for a touchdown. Next Mm -hmm. drive, Justin has a poorly blocked, um, miscommunicated screen to Khalil Herbert, where he evaded two pass rushers through to him, like 50-yard touchdown. Everyone's like, oh, Justin Fields can't throw downfield because he threw... Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Who cares? You think... You think I'm not happy to see players making plays around Justin? Last year, we had game-losing drives where Justin would throw it on the money, on their hands, and they would drop it. Now we have players that Justin's throwing a bad pass to the flat, and they're taking it 65 yards. That's only a good thing. So all the people that are talking shit, shut the fuck up. Who cares? He's proven to be a good thrower down the field. You guys are dumb. Anywho, 
Joint practices lead to fights. We've seen a lot of fights. I've seen like Micah Parsons throwing haymakers. I've seen all sorts of stuff. He got um, tweaked. Did you see that? He got tweaked where? Like Micah what? Parsons like tweaked his calf or something. Ugh. Yeah, Man. I was worried that there'd be a lot of soft tissue injuries because of heat this offseason. Um, I do kind of want to like talk about some of these preseason performers. Is there any uh, guys that like stood other than like DTR for the Browns, who's just been a revelation? Has there been anybody that's really stood out to you like in the preseason games? Oh, and the ones I've watched, let me think. I mean, I mean, DTR is super cool. Um, there's that that uh there was that Patriots third string QB that was really cool last week. I thought he was an absolute Malik Cunningham. fucking badass. Thank you, Malik Cunningham. I got to keep remembering that Malik Cunningham. He also um, played wide receiver to start the game, just so everybody knows. God damn, that's cool. He was really awesome. Um, no, I haven't. I I haven't been as tapped in. I tried watching Browns Eagles last night. It was it got pretty boring. And and no offense to the guys, it's just a, I was watching it recorded already, so it was already done. So that took away all drama. You know what I mean? So I was like, ah, I can't do this anymore. But mm, I'm just um curious to honestly i'm really curious about the jets i know i'm such a front runner right now with that but hard knocks is like satiating my appetite it's like it does the thing where it's like you love football and you love fucking film so much you know what i mean that's that's them talking to me it's a mix and they're like and they're like enjoy it baby and i get to like enjoy all of it it's like my two favorite things smack together it's like it's like it's like, hey, man, do you want to play Pokemon and eat a bomb pop? It's like my two favorite things, smack together. You know what I mean? So, um, We're not getting out of this podcast without praising Aiden O'Connell's performance. Yeah, please. My please. namesake for the Raiders, a guy that was very overlooked, former Purdue player who I thought was solid in college. Aiden O'Connell looked lights out, dude. Oh, my God. He did. He there did. are – the the new mold of NFL quarterbacks coming into the league is basically a dual threat quarterback of old. If you don't have some kind of legs on you, like you're arguably not one of the top guys anymore. Like Which is even weird. Trevor Lawrence, incredible with his legs. I don't know if yeah. people know that. Like yeah, Kirk is too. Every... Baker Mayfield's fast. Like it's there's Kirk a lot of these people that are actually... with his legs. He can are run. You crazy, though. dude. He yeah, really. Kirk, you think very Kirk fast. is an incredible runner? Of the football? Well, I don't think he's a rushing quarterback. That's not what you said. Like you said, I said incredible that... with his legs. Like I'm talking, like dude, Trevor Lawrence had like a 60 yard run against Ohio State in the playoffs. Like I'm talking, like like Malik Willis, like uh, Zach Wilson can pop off a 20 yard run. All I'm saying sure. is, I just wouldn't put. Uh, I would put Kirk Cousins of the ilk of Aiden O'Connell, like a pocket guy, because what I'm building up to is. That might be the new archetype, but there are still guys in this league that are between the ears, lights out. They know where the ball's going every play, and they'll get it there for you. And Aiden O'Connell is that guy, and I could see him getting playing time because we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo have injuries every year. So I wouldn't – yeah. Speaking of number four Raiders quarterback, Derek Carr looked good on the Saints. Like if you want to overreact about – If you want to overreact about preseason, which you are wont to do this episode – Derek Carr looks like a fucking god. Like if we're judging things on the on the Aiden Wright thing, Derek Carr's won MVP. So first off, uh, the way that you're framing this, I am not putting stock into team performances. Liar! 
Liar. Not. You're saying Fields is an MVP and that Lance is fucked because of good and bad preseason and that Moore is the best number one now because he had one good screen catch and like That's all this not shit. A, you are doing first that. First off, none of those things are true. I mm. am only putting stock in individual performances. And I specifically said DJ Moore has proven in every practice and joint practices and then proved it in the game. He's I've seen dude I, he's catching like ten passes that are like huge plays every day. And I'm seeing the cutups. <laughs> it's not just that I'm talking about. <laughs> Justin's going to be good because we finally have players around him that are capable of making plays with yak. And that was shown in the game. That was my point. I'm saying Trey Lance is in his third year in a system and he does not know how to operate the offense. Those are not extrapolating to team performance. You are the whole point of preseason is player performance individual. Oh I have yeah. to disagree there. I'm not All saying right. the 49ers are great. The Bears are great. Like, right. I think the Bears are going to struggle this year. I think our offensive line is a work in progress right. and our defensive line is too. And you're wrong. All right. Anywho, where were we at? Right. Where were we at? Um, You were saying that the preseason is super important and that all these games matter. No, Aiden O'Connell. And then no, I took we, it to Derek no, we Carr and how good Derek he was. Carr. Yeah, Derek yeah. Carr, the thing about that performance was he did it against the other team's uh, first team defense, which I thought was He'll pretty great. Cool. He'll he did look good. I'm not a big Derek Carr guy, so we'll see what I happens. Like I would like him to be very good because I need the Panthers to suck this year because as much as I like Bryce Young and I am pulling for him, that dark side of me knows that I have their first-round pick and they have to be bad. So mm. another thing I want to highlight is the Panthers' offensive line looked horrible in their preseason game, and Bryce Young basically got fucking bludgeoned every, every he time was he passed it. He rocked. Yeah, he, and, and he, he popped up. Popped got like the ball man. out perfectly on the money almost every time because mm-hmm. he's a very good quarterback. Did he you know? Seems like, he seems like the full package. I'd feel so blessed if I got to draft like a quarterback who seems like he seems solid. Like you know what I mean? Like he seems like he's got it all. Like I, I don't have any. I don't have a lot of questions about him. I felt that way about like, um, like say Lawrence maybe or like something like that. Where you're like, this guy's gonna be all right. This guy's. Oh, gonna be I right. like I like Bryce Young so much more than Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Sure. What was I'm that just, just somebody doctor? Who, it just feels like a sure thing. The Dr. Pepper Fansville commercial with commercials, plural, with Bryce Young were always so funny. Yeah, they were funny. It's funny. He nicknamed me dad. He was funny, and uh, he just seems like he's working hard. He feels humble. I like yeah. it. He's very lovable. He's a lovable little guy. Um, he stands little on guy. his tippy. He stands on his tippy toes when he's scanning the field. Did you know that? Uh, he, no, he's not super tall though. Right. So like, no, but I watched some still frames. He literally stands on his tippy toes when he's scanning. I worry that that might like hurt him. If someone rolls into the leg. Cramp your calves up too, man. Like it's going to like, Ooh. So I I think the biggest takeaway from the preseason week one, um, was just the offensive line play was very poor. And a lot of guys were taking some big shots. Um, I also want to point out, a couple other pretty good preseason performers that I recall. There's a safety for the Bengals who had multiple interceptions that were good. I think he played at like Akron or Toledo. I want to say Anderson is his last name. He had a really good game. I thought Malik Willis, um, his first drive was really good for the Titans. And that's a guy who's been maligned by the coaching staff. I thought at times he played well. He also was getting attacked by our defensive front and strip sacked and shit. Will Levis looked God awful. And I'm so glad I was, I'm so glad I was right about him. Tyson Um, Anderson. Yeah. Tyson. I was right. Rips football. 
rips the football away. Baker oh Mayfield God. had a good touchdown pass. I like Baker. Um, have, you know, we got to go see them week one. It's so weird that they listed Baker and what's-his-fuck as co-starters. That was so Kyle, weird. Kyle Trask. Yeah, they do that a lot. Um, the oars. Some Notre Dame shit. Oh, wait. Are you saying we got to talk about the blind side and stuff? Ooh, I did not mean the oars. I meant the, oh, the Baker I Mayfield think about that. Or... We should probably touch on that. You're right. That Maybe was totally accidental. Go. I thought pa- Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, not Michael or... Uh, I see. I'm like the oars. The fraudulent blind side story. Okay. Allegedly. You, you're out of breath. Do you want me to take this? I know I'm talking a lot. No, you're great. Thank you. Please, please. Have yeah, yeah. Um, Today is the one day I'm excused for talking too much. So, th- this Michael Orr situation came out of nowhere. A lot of people making blindsided puns. Uh, very funny. Very funny people. Oh, Netflix is going to make a blindsided documentary. They will. Netflix makes documentaries about everything. Topical. So, apparently, it came out. Michael Orr is um, filing charge. He's a well, so he is uh, taking it to court, but he's alleging that the train's coming through right now, alleging that the Tui family did not actually adopt him formally, even though they have routinely stated that they did and said that that he is their son, and instead had him sign a conservatorship after he was eighteen years old, which allowed them to profit off of his name through the movie The Blind Side and through book deals and so on and so on. To the point where Michael is suing them for, I believe, $15 million and uh, suing to have his conservatorship ended. Since then, the Tui family has rebuttaled and said that they're um, taken aback that he would do this. They're stating that he's tried to shake them down for years and or multiple times recently and that he tried recently and said, if not, I'm taking it public. And that they only signed him to a conservatorship due to stipulations so that he could get into Ole Miss is what the fucking dad's saying. Um, And that they couldn't legally adopt him because he was after the age of 18. Now, that might be true. You might be be, not be able to legally adopt someone after they're 18. That's probably a fact. That's probably a fact. Everything else screams scumbaggish to me. And I've seen a lot of it on on, uh, social media, Twitter and other places. And I've seen clips of the author of the book who worked with the Tuies speaking at a Google event where he was just speaking in the most racial, just despicable tones about student athletes and Michael in general. Here are some facts. The guy who wrote Moneyball, who wrote Blindside, he was being a dick too? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I can see the clip. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of bad. I don't like how he was talking. Um Anywho, there are some indisputable facts. The way that Michael was depicted in the movie is despicable. And growing up, we didn't know this. I know for a fact that that movie was well-praised in the in the region that we grew up in. Um, sure. I always thought that there were some things that were weird about the movie. Um, but I don't think I really knew like the extent of what um, white saviorism was. Like I didn't know no. how that all worked when I was in el- elementary middle school. High school. You know what I mean? High school. We were in high school when it came out. Er- yeah. Was it early? early? Um it was like in the middle. We were like sophomore or junior, I all think. Right. Well maybe I should have known better, but Well I didn't. I mean like I like dude, no, we uh, like yes, it's a full on white It's the white savior, savior picture. But at the same time like uh, in that era, and uh, which I know it doesn't sound like that long ago, but 
we live in a, a very different world post 2020 and post George Floyd, post yeah, everything, post COVID. And like, and we've, we've grown and, and opened our eyes and changed our opinions about things. And we realize that's a scumbag interpretation where you, you know, but, but like, but everybody was okay with it at the time. Sandra Bullock won a fucking Oscar playing yep. Leanne Tui, like won an Academy award, the highest praise for, for film. Like, like it, it, that's as good as it gets. So, I mean, like, it was good. Me and you both read the book. Like, me and you both read the book in high school. I remember, like, and the book's actually not all about Michael. Michael's actually, like, a third of that book. But yep, um, they took that and made the Hollywood story because it is the Moneyball guy, and Moneyball was a hit at the box office as well. So, yes, that movie is a full-on white savior picture of, of rich white people from the South taking in a black kid and uh, from the from the – from the streets and taking him away from the rough life and, and giving him the American dream. That is what that is. And it was gross. Then I truly, truly, truly believe it had a negative effect on Michael's NFL career and mental health. Yeah. yeah. I remember, uh, I remember that being reported like five, six years ago that he felt as though it fucked up his career. Imagine walking into a locker room where everybody has this movie of this dude who's being portrayed kind of stupid. As a disabled who's playing person. You in a, Who's playing you in the movie? You know what I mean, and like they're gonna roast your ass. It's a football locker room, like, and you know you're gonna I mean? get like, extra scrutiny because you're a very well-known figure. And 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 so like everybody's watching you, and it's like you're a first-round draft pick. Like it, it's like at that age, like I I couldn't handle that attention right now. It's like an extra like chunk. It's just it's horrible. So they also depicted if, him to even, be the superstar of superstars when really he was just the frame of an NFL offensive lineman. Like, a kid that we grew up with who went and played college football was very, very good because he was so big and way bigger than people on our in our conference. That's part like, of it. But, I mean, our boy was a good was. football player, but Michael Orr was a first-round draft pick. But that, what I'm saying is when he goes to the NFL, everyone probably had in their mind that he's the guy that throws people out of the stadium over a wall. Got you. And like, sure. you yes. get to the NFL and you're just another guy. But, like, there are some incontrovertible facts of this movie that are just absolutely made up. Like he had a bed. They depicted him as not having a bed. They depicted him as a, di- a mentally, sl- a slowly, like a disabled person, essentially. Like, like he, they, he was they a, make him look very stupid and uneducated bro, in an, the movie. And as a on, like, product of his circumstances, he was like, like it's, it's gross. And I know that the Hollywood gussies things up. And like, I, I, you know, it's one of those things. I remember, this is not, it's not a one-to-one, but it's just like, you know, to me as a fucking high school kid playing football, it's just another football movie to me. And it's like, and it, it is a made for Hollywood inspirational true story, but you know, it ages like milk. And now with the things he's alleging, it really is gross. I, and, and, and I want to be clear that it's alleging because I am, I'm ready and willing and able to believe that he's, uh, he's right on this one. It sounds scummy as fuck. I think it all sounds really gross. I would like to see what happens. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I, I'm curious because like I, I'm certainly on the side of Michael Orr here, um, regardless of these allegations, just on the impact on it's, it's had on his life. I feel like that's negative. Um, but with these allegations, I'm very curious to see, like, I want to know if that's true or not. I want to know if that's a fact, like that's fucked up. Like well, I, like I, I want to know what's like, cause it's like, it's 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 really gross like the fact that he probably like they're saying he didn't see money from the flick like they're like that's 
crazy. Yeah, so like, from, like, from what people are claiming, the Tuohys are despicable people just in general. Uh, yeah, people, that's, what it's, people, that's what people are saying. People who know the Ole Miss uh, alumni, like all of that shit, donors, they all don't like them. So I'm... They're Tim uh, McGraw and Sandra Bullock in my head, so that's why yeah. it's so... That's the other thing. It's so crazy. It's like... Oh my god! I'm erring towards agreeing with Michael. Um, I'm not disagreeing. I just want to. I want to see. Like I, 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 I don't know. We, we do any need of to wait because it is. It is quite honestly. He said. She said. Right now. We yes, do need to that's wait. That's my only thing. I didn't even mean to intro that. I would have totally forgot about. The I forgot Michael too. Situation. I forgot too. And it's a pretty. It's a pretty big fucking deal. Um, if if what he is alleging is true, it is one awful. of the most despicable things I've ever heard. Actually, truly, it's evil. You, like you stole, you stole a a kid. You said you made a movie where you made him out to be slow, and you said that you went and saw his mom in a crack house, which also apparently never happened. Like you did every racially charged trope you could against this kid to More make to make you anything. look good, yeah. and yeah. then you and stole his life story's financial earnings. And you profited too. It's not like that. It's not like just that. It's like if what they're saying is true. I mean, like they went into like motivational speaking and shit. Like yep. you know what I mean? Like well, the they, mom did. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and we all know their name, their household names. I know who the Tuies are because of that movie. My family knows who the Tuies are. We saw that movie in theater as a family. You know what I mean? Like it was a big deal. It was exciting. We we're like, oh, cool, a football movie with NFL coaches, and like, we, like we didn't even. You know what I'm saying? Like didn't realize at the time. And and lay down regardless lay down that's a gross depiction and and doesn't age well Uh, but with this new information too it's even grosser it's a bummer it's all it's a big bummer we'll get we'll get more to you when it uh unravels if it does in the near future um what else should we talk about i know i'm gonna close with madden but is there any other pressing stuff like i think just i mean madden review zeke to the patriots Patriots. dalvin to the jets the jets um, Pippen, dude, big, shut the but... fuck up! I don't know what's. I, I have my headphones on. I don't know what. Do the my Madden neighbor... review, and then I have to go to work. All right, my neighbor's like been demoing his house for like four months, so Pippen's just it sucks. Uncle uh, Tony's gonna do a little demo. Yeah, he he. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say. Never mind. All right, Madden 2020. You're so funny. Are you afraid your new boss is gonna listen and hear you say motherfucker? By the way. Like, yeah, I was getting coffee, and you're like, oh, I, oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm like, I curse like sailors on this show. It's okay. It's no, got the explicit E on Apple. The mother added to it can just be a little bit heavy, you know? So it's like, well, I didn't, I didn't really need to say that in the moment. So I was just like, well, you scared I'm not, yourself. I'm not too worried. All right, Madden 24. I'm the degenerate who paid $100 to get it three days early. Absolute degen. And I did it last year. When it came out at 7 p.m. my time local, the EA servers were crashed. So a bunch oh, of people sucks. were like, I can't even play online. I can only play quick play. And like the they whole. better refund, dude. They I know. Fucking they won't. They'll, they won't. Twitter was exploding with people being like, I better get my money back because I can't even play online. But you know me. I don't give a fuck about that. So instead of doing a, a online franchise, I just did an offline franchise with the Bears. So I made an offline franchise. Um. Since the game is still fresh, many, many, like almost all of the rookies have have not had their faces scanned in yet. And honestly, having the fa- having the faces scanned in is one of the things I like the most because in the old Madden games, they didn't have the technology to do that. So it adds mm-hmm. more personality to the game. In fact, I think many aspects of the Madden series lately are 
just absolute trash. So the mm-hmm. fact that they're scanning in faces to look realistic is cool. I wish they would do it for every player. Here's my take. I had a very fun time playing the game. There were not any major uh, hiccups or glitches that stuck out to me like there were last year where the games would crash and it would be like as I had zero Awful, points. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are new touchdown celebrations, new tackling and catching animations. My first few games, I had a lot of fun uh, experiencing the new aspects of the game, and I felt, like, very happy about it. The more I played, the more I just kind of realized it's the exact same game, just with a couple tiny tweaks. I'm at the point now where, I mean, I've said this year on end, but they need to break up the monopoly on the NFL license for video games, A, and second off, um, they can't, they cannot, EA cannot be allowed to keep charging for new games. They need to make it a subscription-based model because I understand that you don't need to necessarily create a new video game for every new FIFA or 2K or Madden. You kind of are just updating it. You're just updating the game with a couple new players, a couple new ratings. Guess what? The ratings are almost the exact same on Madden 24 as the last roster update on Madden 23 because they just import them over. The screens for character um, profile view, the exact same. It's the exact same you background. Know, Nothing you has know changed. You know that it'll never happen when you're buying the product for $100 early, Correct. right? Well, yeah, and okay. that's why and that's and why said, sales said, will have to dip or they'll never change it. Right. Um, and that's where we're at. People like the NFL so much that we put up with people being fucking assholes. We put up a Sunday we ticket. We put up with for everything. Years. We put up with like, everything because we'll we like we gotta it. Do. Uh, that's why they have to break up the monopoly. So there's because the the competition is not going to come from the financial aspect from the consumer. The competition is only going to come from a competing brand making a game. That's the only way it's mm-hmm. going to come. So. The game's almost the exact same. Um, they have revamped the trading dynamic slightly. Uh, I, I noticed I just got through the first season, beat the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Really hard game, dude. The Chargers were really good. Brad, you're going to have a great time on this Madden. The Chargers are fucking lights out. Um, I noticed that you can restructure contracts, kind of, which is a little bit cool, to like bump their um, cap hit down the road, which is a new dynamic. You couldn't do that before, but Madden doesn't understand how the cap works just in general. They don't. And the fact that you sign free agents out of like, if it's, if it's the main season and not the off season free agency right after the Super Bowl, every free agent you sign gets no guaranteed money ever. So you can sign free agents and trade them immediately for no financial penalty. If you, if you want, like you can be like me, you can sign like 30, free agents and just trade them all for like fifth, fourth round picks and then trade those fifth, fourth round picks for thirds and then trade those up to get seconds. Like, and then you you can do that, which makes no sense. That's not how it works. There's a I lot heard about, that the trades are broken a little and stuff. There's a lot about these games that lacks any kind of personality or heart. Um, it's sad to see. And yeah, I paid a hundred bucks for it. I get that. You need to just do away with the selling every year and charge us 30 years, 50 annually for a fucking subscription to Madden. That would be ideal. Call it Madden and just charge us a subscription every year and just keep updating it because you're not going to make a new game with a new engine. You're going to keep the same engine until it can't keep up with the new gen consoles. 
you know what I mean? Like, what it's was the last too, because, game like, engine they made? They should be making it sick on the PS5, and it's like... It's the same thing. It's bad. It's not a good... Like, I have more fun playing this Madden than I did Madden 23, which is a net positive for me as a football That's a win. Fan. But it still lacks heart. So, it is what it is. Um, They'll keep making updates throughout the year. These rookies will get their faces scanned in. It is, like... Oh, one thing they did do that I found a lot of fun. So when you go into the weekly training uh, where where you usually just clicked right stick, right stick training, you can actually, for each of your spotlight players, do mini games. Okay, good. And That's get a extra. nice little feature that they brought so back. So I'm doing the D-line minigame every time where it's like one oh. offensive lineman, then a bunch of barrels with a gap in it, and then another offensive lineman barrels in a gap, and then a quarterback See, with a target. Right there, with baby. a target. And you're... You do wide receiver versus defensive back drills. That's worth the money, baby. Yeah. So that was cool. I for almost That's forgot to hit the spot. That's gonna hit the spot. That's what I want. I think I'm, I you know two weeks, three weeks from now, we'll do our connected franchise fantasy draft with Brad. Even though we haven't discussed that with him, that's what's happening. Brad, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, I'm planning on the Wednesday night, September sixth. Thursday night, September seventh, is the NFL. Luke acts like I don't have a job starting September 1st. I don't care what you have. I, I don't have a care. Job. I don't care what you have. I don't care what you have. I don't care what you don't have. What else are we going to talk about before we get out of here? Because you got the work. I got to go. Luke has been trying to shoo me off the phone for an hour. I have not. We just started late because we were talking about how bitchy I am about my life. Everybody, football is back. It seems that there is a lot of turmoil and a lot of people going through stuff. Uh, just know that the times that we are going through are abnormal and the fact that you're still here and pushing through and going through your day job despite it all is quite admirable and you're, you're doing your best and That's I'm right. just excited to have football to watch at the end of the day because we have Me football every too. night until Monday night. Terrific. Can't wait. I'm going to have to probably get NFL Plus just to watch the Vikes, but no big deal. We love you all and thank you for listening. For NFL right. Mayo, I've been Aiden. I've been Luke. Bye. Bye. NFL and AO.